Welcome and happy Resurrection Day. Uh, I don't know how many of you have heard it, but you know when I say he is risen, what are you supposed to say? He is risen indeed. Let's do it together. He is risen. Even online and on the patio, he is risen. And he is. He's risen indeed. Uh, it's so incredible to know that our Lord and Savior rose in such a way that historically the evidence is overwhelming. It's a fact. He conquered death. But I want to go back in time to have you think about when it didn't feel that way. See, remember what happened is everybody's proclaiming Jesus. He's popular. Crowds are thronging. They're screaming Hosanna. But his enemies incited insurrection against him. And they end up turning the crowd and what happens is instead of now proclaiming Hosanna, they're screaming, crucify, crucify. And his, his followers, the apostles, the disciples are in shock when all of a sudden in the midst of it all, he's arrested. Even though many, many times he had told them this was coming. But he's arrested. He's tortured. And he dies the most painful death we've ever been able to invent the cross. Because not only is there the pain of the loss of blood, not only everything else that occurs on the cross that you can imagine, a person on a cross suffocates to death. They actually die by drowning in the midst of the air. In Jesus' case, it got worse. His heart broke. His heart broke when my sins and your sins were put upon him. And we know from a, a doctor who was there that his heart physically tore. And now it's all gone. Now they're in the midst of a moment where nothing makes sense. Now they're cowering in fear, hiding out together in a room with the doors and the windows locked. By the way, I don't know how many of you can relate to that. About a year ago, many of us started hiding in our houses, right? Uh, how many of you went through this? You went outside during the beginning of the COVID crisis and somebody coughed or sneezed next to you. Anybody have that problem? And, and you know what happens in those moments is tension rose. Our, our jaws clenched more. People had more headaches. Because you know why in that moment, you're anything but relaxed. And uh, I began to work with people during that season who were like so tense and so not able to move forward. And I would have them just take a breath. I would actually have them do it this way. So let me kind of give it to you. I would have them sit and let their shoulders relax and feel if their jaw was okay. Some of you right now, you need to let go of that jaw. Okay, yeah. And then I had them take a couple of breaths. And then I would have them quote 1 Samuel 3.10 and say, speak, Lord, your servant's listening. By the way, some of you need to do that right now. Matter of fact, we're going to do it. On the patio online. Just take a breath. Just take a breath. Breathe out. Some of you, didn't that feel good? And just say, speak, Lord, your servant's listening. And I really ask you to do that right now because I want you to hear from him. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Well, they're not feeling that. They're locked away. 
They're afraid at any moment the doors will be broken down and the soldiers are going to come in and they'll undergo the same horrific death. And so in the midst of it all, hiding out, locked in, all of a sudden Jesus appears to them. And do you remember what he did? He appears out of nowhere. The doors are still locked. The windows are shut. And Jesus says the word shalom. Now, I already know what happened. It doesn't actually say it. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John don't tell what they did. I am positive they screamed in terror. Could you imagine in that moment when Jesus goes, shalom, and they're like, ah, and they're all freaking out. Uh, By the way, one time I, I had some fun with my wife, Pam. I decided I would just shave my beard. Uh, She hadn't seen me without my beard, and I'm going to say 9, 10, 15 years maybe. And so she didn't know I was doing it. I shaved my beard, and I snuck up on her, and I said, Pam. And she turned around and screamed and almost fell out of her chair. (laughs) That was so fun, Pam. (laughs) But Jesus had risen. And the same spirit that caused Jesus to rise from the dead now lives in anybody who chooses to commit their life to him. In Romans chapter uh, 8 verse 11, it says, But the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So now what we see in the midst of the story of all humanity is a major, major change that occurs, a shift that happens. I would and call it a seismic shift. Uh, if, if you are like me, man, I love the Bible. I just love the Bible. And when you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you read about Jesus, there's something inside that stirs, but you can't miss what happens when Acts begins. See, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the Gospels, the good news of Jesus, what his life was like when he walked this earth. But in the book of Acts, in the book of Acts, it's about us. There's not even an ending to the book of Acts. Did you guys know there's not an ending? Uh, When you get to chapter 28, you and I are chapter 29, 30. You know, it just doesn't end. And, And here's what is this major shift. It goes from Jesus and what he did on this earth to the Holy Spirit and what he does in our lives. See, I don't want you to miss that. That spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of God, the third part of the Trinity, God himself coming to you and I. He comes with power. He comes to make a difference. He comes to cause you and I to live a life where we experience the power of God, the love of God, and even the peace of God. See, Easter is all about that great shift. Easter's all about that promise of power. Easter's all about him coming to us. And so in Acts chapter 1, verse 1, it says, The first account I composed, O Theophilus, about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up into heaven. After, and don't miss these words, after he had by the Holy Spirit given orders to the apostles whom he had chosen. To these he also presented himself alive after his sufferings by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over 40 days and speaking of the, uh, speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God, gathering them together. He commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, you heard from me, for John baptized you with water, but... And this is what's supposed to happen to you and I. 
but you will be baptized by the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they were asking him, Lord, is it the time that you are restoring your kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know that times are epochs, which the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Did you grab hold of that? Praise God for that. Notice that. We are to be people of power. Please don't miss it. We are to be people who receive the power, are endowed with power, clothed with power. And that's what the Lord wants us to experience. Uh, it's interesting how that's described. In John chapter 3, verse 8, Jesus talks about it being like a gentle breeze, where he says, the wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it is going. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. In 1 Kings 19, we see the Spirit's like a gentle whisper. So Jesus is talking and saying, when you, when you experience it, sometimes it's like a gentle breeze, a gentle whisper. You can barely hear the sound of it. You could feel it just a little, but it's there. And so sometimes the Spirit works that way. But on Pentecost Sunday, it was different. And on many times in our life, it will be different. Depending in our time and need, depending what we need to experience. So what happened is God, through Jesus, had said, here it comes. The Holy Spirit's coming to you. And then in Acts chapter 2, verse 2, we see that resurrection promise, what Easter's all about, begin to happen in their lives. And it said, suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind. Did you hear that? For all of you who are online and not living in California, uh, you may know of a violent rushing wind called a tornado, or it might be called a hurricane. In California, we call it the Santa Ana winds. We just went through a bunch of those, right? And, and here's the thing. My house, and I love my house, sits on a hill that's exposed. So when the rest of you get the Santa Anas, I get it 10 times worse. So when it hits our house, our house shakes. When it hits our house, things go flying. And last time, no matter how much I tied them down, they're still in my neighbor's yard. And, and here's the thing. It has sheared off uh, fans that I have outside. It's amazing how that violent wind gets your attention. All night long, all I know is the power of the wind. Now, here's what I wanted to say. The Holy Spirit, when he comes like that, that makes such a difference, you can't miss it. It's, it affects every area of your life. It stirs everything about who you are. And so the Lord wants you and I to experience that and know that. And, and so what, what I want to have you think about is this. Jesus died for your sins, but he rose for you to live new life. He rose for you to experience God. He rose for you to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And in times like we live in, I believe we need more of the rushing wind of the Spirit moving in our life. And what do we need to do? we got to open up to that. Uh, how do you do that? Well, in Acts chapter 3, verse 18, it says, But the things which God announced beforehand by the mouth of all the prophets, that is, Christ would suffer, he is fulfilled. Therefore, repent and return so that your sins may be wiped away in order. Look at this. This is for us. In order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. 
Uh, the, the New Testament is written in a very wonderful language, Koine Greek. And, and the word refreshing literally means relief from distressful, burdensome circumstances. Did you hear what the Lord just said? He said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, I want you to experience relief, relief from distressful, burdensome circumstances. Do you know what else that word means? It means relief and breathing space. In the midst of all that's going on in life, Christians can take a breath and just breathe and have peace and experience God. Because you know what happens for most of us when the Santa Ana winds hit or a hurricane or a tornado? Is it's the time afterwards that you just kind of take a breath. And the Lord wants you to know that right now, for all of us who are believers, it's like we're in the eye of the storm and the Holy Spirit has come back to be gentle. But the rushing winds of the last days are coming. But what happens when the Holy Spirit comes? What happens when we open up to Jesus? Well, we watch that kind of life transformation happen all the time around here, whether on campus or online. But what I want to tell you is Josh. Josh needed a violent moving of the spirit to change him completely, a radical change. And then Josh would experience the peace that followed when he became the new man and his kids called him the new dad. Watch this. I grew up a uh, pastor's kid. Um, I was always at church, Sunday morning, Sunday night. I kind of thought I had everything together. I felt like, you know, God kept giving us these unexpected graces and I just kind of kept doing my thing. And in uh, 2017, there was a void in my heart that I knew was reserved for God. But I chose to start a clothing line called Dirty Bird Golf, a website. I had polos, I had hats, I had guys, people all over the world praising me for this brand that I had. So my pride took over. I spent hours on social media. You know, I've always heard God telling me, um, pray with your wife, read your Bible with your wife, tell your kids that I love them and that I died on the cross for them. I bottled it up. I didn't listen. It was a bad season for a long time where I just did not listen to what God was telling me to do. I grew up playing golf my whole life. And so my grandfather taught me, it's what I do with my dad, the five hours where I could kind of go out um, not make good choices, drink. The, the drinking part really took a toll on me because that was my trigger. I felt very unbalanced. It was me trying to be the leader of a house, be a mom, be the dad. Um, it was very hard. Mm. I went out uh, golfing with my usual buddies, standing at the bar, and then throughout the round, more alcohol is consumed. Before I left to play, I told Gia, hey, let's go on a date tonight. I came home, laid on the couch. Gia and the kids left to go on their own date. And I missed out on story after story of how much fun they had with their mom. God was there saying, you blew it. It's time to, time to wake up. The next morning, I got on Gia's side of the bed and dropped to my knees and 
prayed for the first time in my life. I made a, a commitment to God. I, I poured into Gia and told her, I'm sorry, I blew it. She is the most godly person that I know. It's because of God's grace, you know, that I can be a new dad. As far as Dirty Bird Golf, I shut down the website the same day I set, shut down social media and I threw out all the alcohol. So it was, we cleaned house that day. God has changed my life and I now no longer bottle up his voice. I say yes to him when he is, is telling me to do something. I mean, the kids were calling him new dad. It's an, an amazing feeling. We like the new dad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm serving at JHM, and I, I, JHM has actually changed my life. Pouring into young kids, and I think God's also teaching me, Josh, probably seventh grade is where you started some of your bad habits. I was sitting at Sunday morning service, and I kind of get that same feeling I had at JHM, where I'm feeling God is saying, Josh, you're gonna start a life group for golfers. And so we go out and we play nine holes on a Friday afternoon, and then we sit around on the driving range, and talk about the Lord, it's, uh, it's, it's really cool to see how God's moving in that group. I'm so thankful that um, God created a new me, a new husband, a new father, that um, as we go through life now, we are fully focused on uh, God's love, God's forgiveness, and God's grace.
grace God, I need it every day It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change I don't want to abuse your grace God, I need it every day It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change I don't want to abuse your grace is people gathered around when that rushing wind hit and they were all stirred throughout that area of the city of Jerusalem maybe the whole city and they said what is this what is this and Peter began to tell them this is the fulfillment of prophecy this is what we've been talking and told about for thousands of years and in the last 500 in particular and and so Peter then said it's time for you to come and receive that refreshing from the Lord. And they said, what shall we do? What shall we do to be saved? And in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Peter responds and says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. Easter came together in that moment. The fact he had risen from the dead. The fact he had come to do something amazing. And it's so you and I could be new and you and I could be alive and you and I could experience his love, power, and promise in a special way. Now I want you to think about that. They had to do something amazing in that moment. They had to walk into the water. By the way, back then they would have done it with their clothes on. And they just rushed in. 3,000 people went into the waters of baptism to say, we want Jesus, we want Jesus. Why? They were doing something radical. They were doing what Josh did. Did you catch what Josh did? And one day he said, no more with the old life. The website shuts down. The business is gone. The alcohol is out. And his children looked at him and said, we have a new dad. Do you know what? Right now the Lord wants to make you a new creation. Baptism is a symbol of that. When you go into the waters of baptism, the idea there is that when you go under the water, the old you is buried and gone. 
the old you, all the sin, all the shame, all the guilt, that's what's pictured. And the Bible says you're buried with Christ to experience that. And then when you break forward out of the waters, it's your own picture of a resurrection where now you're a new creation and there's only the new you. The old is dead and gone. The sins are put away. The past is to be done away with. You now are to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and in the love of God as a child of God. Yeah, praise God for that. And it's a picture of your birth. So I want to say this, just like some of you might go, okay, I really want God. I really want this power. I really want this to happen. And you say, Pastor Chuck, what should I do? And I would just say exactly what Peter said. Repent and be baptized. Every one of you who need to do this for the forgiveness of your sins that he bought on the cross and that you might receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And right now, if you're on the patio, this is for you. If you're in the building, this is for you. And if you're online, this is for you. If you're online, we want you to go to crossroadschurch.family, crossroadschurch.family, and click I said yes to Jesus, and we're going to walk you through what to do next right there in your area, right where you are, and and we want to do that with you. So all of you online who are ready to say yes to Jesus, you're ready for something to happen. Uh, My assistant Tracy says, you're ready to do the radical so you can experience the radical. What you need to do is go to crossroadschurch.family. But if you're on the patio or you're here, we're gonna ask you to do something powerful. When, when I pray, after I'm done praying, if you know this is your moment to say yes to the Lord, I'm gonna ask everyone to stand and sing. And if you say yes to the Lord and you're in the building, I'm gonna ask you to make your way to one of these baptistries and get in and we're gonna baptize you. Or if you're on the patio, we want you to go to the fountain and we have people there waiting for you. And I I know some of you, you love what we're about to do and you know about this, but if you're brand new, you might be saying, wait a minute, I'm gonna do that on my clothes? Yeah, just like in the book of Acts, nothing holding you back, just go right into the water. And, And by the way, you can have some people go with you too. But you know what it's about is the power of God, the joy of God, something happening. And this could be and maybe should be your moment. This could be, this should be your time. This is what God wants for you. And on Easter, what's it all about? It's about a God who loved you so much he gave his only begotten son for you to die for your sins, but then he went into a grave, rose again from the dead so you could be endowed with power on high and you could live a new life and you could have new power and you could have the new promise. It's for you, it's for you. Father, I pray right now for anyone either online or on campus, on the patio, who needs to say yes to you. I pray, oh God, they can sense your spirit now calling them, and this is their moment, and they're not going to hold back. Right now, if that's you, the Lord's calling you. This is your moment. This is your time. If you're ready to say yes to the Lord, here's what I want you to do. Just say these words. Say, I say yes. Say, Lord, I say yes. Just pray that prayer. I say yes. I say yes to you, Lord, and to the life you have for me. And if you prayed that prayer and you're online, go to Crossroads Church Hot Family. But as you go today, may you go experiencing the Lord in a special way. May his 
Holy Spirit power. Sometimes be like a gentle breeze, but when you need it, may it come like a rushing wind. God bless you and have a great day.